0: Today on the podcast, we have Shalene Bryan. She is an author, podcast host of The Splash Podcast, and the founder of one.org. She is also absolutely no stranger to having been on the receiving end of mom judgment, which we talk about here all the time. The difference is that she turned judgment that she received from an acquaintance into a life-changing business and charity that helps hundreds of thousands of children all around the world. I could go into everything we talked about, but you do not want to miss this in her words we are wives entrepreneurs entertainers executives
1: and at the end of the day we are all moms all at the same time and never in the same order (laughs) this is hi my name is mom a
0: podcast about motherhood here are your hosts jen Corey, and kayla Jolene, you are someone whose story is just so incredible. I love you, Jen. Even though we're all familiar with your story, we, we definitely want you to share your story and your journey with our listeners. I mean, you're one of the few people that I kind of go back to and I'm like, she's got this amazing life. And it, it came from a really kind of sad moment. It was like a really, a really embarrassing judgmental moment. And all moms go through that. And we'd love to hear your story from your point of view.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, I think God knows our personalities so well that for me, that woman poked a bear, right? And mama bear comes out with me with my kids over anything. And so here I'm, I'm sponsoring a couple children over in Africa, i wanted to teach my kids how blessed they are living in southern california you know our water comes in 15 different flavors propel grape strawberry so i got a little girl for our daughter brookie cookie star who's now 22 but at the time she was a little girl and i got a little girl that was born the same year as her 1999 and then i got a little boy for our son blake uh, who's 25 now, Blakey Cakey, Um, and that little boy was born in 1996. And so I would slap those little things on the refrigerator. I never really thought anything of it, to be honest. And um, one night I was having a party here at my home, and a girlfriend of mine brought a woman I didn't know. It was a friend of hers visiting, actually from um, the UK. I've never, I've never seen her again. This is what's so crazy about this. To answer your question, is. Um, I love people, so I'm Italian. Come on over. So we're in my kitchen. This woman points at my refrigerator, this visitor. She goes, You fell for that? And my two little African babies, you fell for that? How do you know those kids aren't 40 years old and they're just taking your money? And I'm thinking, I'm sorry, lady. What's your name? Like, can you get out of my house? <laughs> What's your name? No. And I go, I, I don't know. I-, I don't know. I guess I'm just having faith, negative lady, that the money's getting there, my $38 a month, right? She goes, yeah, well, I never really fall for that stuff. So that night, I go to bed to my husband. I go, Bryce, honey, I'm going to Africa. I want to see where our 38 bucks a month going. <laughs> That's what he did. He's like, cool, let's spend $3,000. And I go, I'm serious, Bryce. Like, what if it's fake? And we are telling Blake and Brooke, we're sponsoring these children. I could be paying for some guy's Porsche. I have no idea. So... We got the we didn't I didn't even have a passport, you guys. My <laughs> big adventure was the four seasons. Okay. Like I was gonna see my own country before I went outside of it. And so I needed to get shots, my passport, my parents had to come down from Palm Desert to watch our two little kids. Um and my husband and I get all this together and, and we tell no one we're coming. No, one, because I'm going to be Diane Sawyer. You know, I'm going to I'm going to bust this thing open if it's fake. Right. The night before our trip, this is 2003, by the way, this is before Angelina Jolie was like adopting, you know, children all over the world. Like, it's crazy to go to East Africa. The night before our trip, my husband, she gets deathly ill. And I'm thinking it's a sign because we do this moms, you know. Or it was man flu. It could have been man flu. Man flu. Who knows? In in 03, it could have easily happened. (laughs) But for me as a woman, as a mom, and thinking, trying to think through it, I think, this is maybe a sign. Like, we're going to die in the plane we do this ladies and leave my two little kids orphaned while they're trying to find these kids that are 40 and, half. Um, and i'll never forget my husband he goes honey you're not sick he goes god obviously wants to take a vacation with you like you're jacked up about this i've never seen you like this and i'm thinking no you better suck it up buttercup and make it to Heathrow." that's what i'm thinking like who's going to carry my luggage you know what i mean So the next morning I woke up. He had a fever like nobody's business. I'm checking him through the night. I rip those pictures off my refrigerator and I fly from LAX to Heathrow, from Heathrow to Entebbe in coach. just use your points. Don't freaking do it. Okay. So why I'm saying that is when I got there, I was a little cranky. Just, you know, I just want you to know that. (laughs) This little village in East Africa called Gaba. And I'm like, hi, I'm from America and I can't I feel so bad when I say this to this day. I'm like, I'm from America, and I came to meet my two children, AR two one two and GR four seven nine, like, <laughs> like BB eight and. Yeah, all I have is the numbers, right? And this gracious woman goes, oh follow me. And I'm like, great, let's get some action done over here, right? Two miles later, I did everything Bear Grylls says not to do. I left my group. I didn't have water. I didn't know this chick's name. She just became my best friend in the middle of East Africa. And she hikes me into, it looked like a movie set when I used to produce films. It was like a mud hut the size of my walk-in closet with a bad looking sheet for a front door. And she goes, this is Omega's house. And that's my little girl. And she goes, go ahead, go in, into the hut. And I'm kind of shaking right now. You know, it's really dangerous, my beautiful friends, when we take our eye off the poor, because we actually think this is normal where we live in America. Yet 1% of the world that lives the way we do. And the rest of the planet's living on $2 a day. The reality is, is if you slept in a bed last night, moms, you keep food in what's called a refrigerator and clothes in a closet. You flush a toilet and it goes down. You are richer than 75% of the entire world population. Yet we run around saying things like, I'm broke, when really we're overfed and unconcerned, and we need to skip that. So I pull this sheet back in 2003, and I walk in, and this little, this little child darts at me, and she goes, Mazungu! which means white. Okay. But I didn't know that <laughs> I'm thinking she's saying like, angel, this white girl just dropped from the sky. <laughs> I didn't recognize her. She had grown from her little photo. I go, Omega, I'm Shaleen. She goes, I know. And as I was holding her, like I would my little daughter Brooke, I'm thinking she's real, like 38 bucks a month. And then girls, this took me to my knees. And then my eye catches the Christmas card photo of our family embedded mm. in her mud wall. And I'm like, oh she's my thinking gosh. in our No, actually, I'm thinking my mother-in-law doesn't put up my picture. I'm like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? I'm like, honey, I-, I will get you anything. I was so overwhelmed. You guys, I'm like, I'll get you anything because I have an American Express card. You know what I mean? Like, I'll get you anything. And she gets this big smile on her face and she goes, I'd love a bed sweet girl cool where's target jungle out here like
0: I I know oh Kayla's God. Kayla, just for our listeners, just at this moment, oh Kayla God. is an actual weeping mess. She's bawling next to me. I, I have to jokes, you Kayla. It. I get it because oh, I would be oh, really oh.
2: crying. It's just so. It's so powerful when we get out of our comfort zone. Faces are gonna fall to face with compassion. You know what can happen to your heart. And so I took her Omega and Alonese. We call them Al into compa You see, that's the capital of their country. They've never been out of their little village. You know, I take them into Kampala and I bought a bed, sheets, a mosquito net for the malaria, a blanket and a pair of shoes for $20. Wow. I'm like, we're all Oprah over here. Like who wants a bed? I went back, he we for three bucks a bed. I went back and did an HGTV design on a real dive. Like Chip and Joanna Gaines would be so proud of me. I'm like, you get a bed. You get a bed. I'm pouncing out beds like a deck of cards. I'm hanging mosquito nets. I'm rolling out linoleum. And I'm thinking if my girlfriend's back home in LA, if they knew that I'm skipping a manicure pedicure and I'm keeping this kid alive, Fed in school she was speaking English beautifully to me they'd skip it yeah so when I got back I was getting phone calls from all my friends like you know Jen what happened were they real and I go listen girls I'm going back forget move that bus we're doing land that plane extreme village makeovers like who's in and some of my girlfriends are like I'm just gonna write a check because I'm scared. Crapless to go with you. I'm so scared. <laughs> so we just started flying to all of these countries and bringing food and clean water. These kids aren't dying of AIDS or cancer or the coronavirus or what H1N1 or Ebola or swine flu. No, they're dying of hunger. And I'm like, I don't need to be a rocket scientist for that. We can hook you up with a hamburger. You know what I mean? So I started an organization called skipone.org. And it's the number one, not O-N-E. Skip something and feed a child. A little girl I'll never forget when she, uh. came to me, she skipped her tooth fairy money and bought a oh, bed. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, you got three bucks from the tooth fairy? I have to get a freaking nickel. <laughs> I'm going to all my teeth out. Oh,
1: my gosh. I want to sell everything. Take my money. <laughs>
2: Kayla is is crying really hard right now. I, I You guys are so cute.
0: It is it is just so overwhelming the lives that you've changed and the fact that you've kind of become the world's mom, in a sense. I mean, you have probably impacted hundreds of thousands of children's lives across the, across the globe. And, you know, taking that little bit of negativity that that woman fed into your life, she probably has absolutely no idea the incredible life-changing things you did with that.
2: people say to me, i i don't want to go to africa and i'm like you know what god is not a duplicator he's a creator your story is going to look different than my story but doing nothing doesn't feel right after seeing what i saw you know it's it's amazing so i got back in 03 and then i just started traveling because of my background as a former movie producer a lot of you know wealthy friends and um celebrities and then they would just give me monies and we'd go in and we'd actually build kitchens and put in wells at their schools because it's one thing to bring in a box of food and you feel good and you take a little photo, um, but they're going to be hungry a week from now that food's going to be gone. And so when we started building kitchens so that moms could actually work at the kitchen at their school, like we did, I mean, my kids are, you know, my son's in law school, my daughter's getting her master's in college. But when I was your guys' age and my kids were little, I was absolutely involved in their school. And these moms in these villages would love to be able to work at the school and feed their families and make sure their kid gets one meal a day. But I have to tell you, Uh, Omega when my daughter Brooke was graduating high school in 2017 she said is there any way mom Omega can be at my graduation Mm. here in California right I go who's your mama Brooke come on (laughs) Um, and by a miracle, it's a, it's a miracle that God gave this girl a visa, okay? She was here, you guys, I have photos, I can send them to Jen. It's unbelievable, and she was here, working her talk online, they probably talk once a week. I WhatsApp her every week, Omega, but she was the first girl to graduate high school from her village, and um, a little bit delayed, just like my daughters, because of coronavirus, though we all felt she just graduated from Uganda Christian University, oh, and got a job at a school, and I, it's the funniest thing that she said to me. I, I, I don't I want to misquote her. I want to look at my WhatsApp. She sent me a photo of her new job. She says, it's a real job, mom. And I understand what you mean now, you Americans, about air conditioning. <laughs> oh. oh, my good, mom. There's air conditioning in here. Like, she, she's never in her life. And she's sitting at her desk, and she's enrolling children in schools to get educations. And um, I also got another sweet surprise from her. She called me and said, Mom, I just had a baby boy. Will you name him? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So she has a baby. Yes. And his name is Luke. I named him Luke. And uh, he gets to go to the little uh, preschool elementary school. She's working with her. Oh. And um, it's just neat to see how a little sacrifice I made over 20 years ago of $38. $38. This isn't something that I even missed, you guys. I feel, I feel like I'm the dude on Schindler's List and had the pen. And he goes, that could have been another Jew. I could have saved. I should have taken 30 kids 20 years ago. Oh my gosh. It's not like it's going to bankrupt me. I live in America. My husband's a lawyer. You know what I mean? And it's like, but it's so interesting how sometimes we can talk her out of ourselves out of doing something that can change our life because we let that negative shame, or as you were talking about moms just kind of wanting to put their two cents in on things, shame us and we shrink back. And I believe that is the opposite way that we want to raise our children in this culture. If you want to get it right, you got to go left. Left is the new right. And I'm not talking about politics as love, effort, focus, toughness. We as moms need to love our children so well, so intentionally study that. But there's also effort that's involved on everyone's part. They're part of a family unit, right? It's not just the one hit wonder show. One of you got six kids. I'm like, holy cow. Um, I'm like, please come spend the night anytime. Um, and, And, you know, and then the focus. Are we teaching our kids to focus or are they just flailing in the wind when everyone tells them, oh, you can't do that or you won't be good at that or I don't know if you should or your mom didn't do this or your dad didn't. Shut up. So love, effort, focus, and then toughness. We're getting weak kids late, lately. Can I just tell you? Suck it up, buttercup. Oh, yes, not we are. not always going to win. There's not always going to be a trophy. But if you're doing something to pour into the life of someone else, maybe on your soccer team or in your dance class or as a mom, someone in carpool, you'll always be able to take that with you. The only thing we could take with us when we leave this planet is what we put into others. My house is going to stay. My car my degrees, my clothes, those things will self-destruct. And so it really changed the lens of my life and what I was pursuing. Um, I would have never thought I'd be doing the things I'm doing now because I was so busy working myself up the producing ladder, you know, as a producer and just trying to do the grind. I was like on the treadmill, I'm grinding, I'm grinding every day to get better and connect with people. um, God had a whole nother plan for me. And through that, um, I started Skip One. So it's been so life-changing for me.
3: I was just curious about how it changed you as a mom and the way that you mothered your kids at home with you and the way it changed you in their eyes. How did your relationship with them change as you found this whole new path? I realized you can't raise your children well
2: as moms from a posture of fear. And there was a lot of fear in me. Um, I remember when my son turned 13, he, you know, so I, I had gone when he was little to Africa and then I was getting ready to go on a trip to Haiti. And, um, this was a month before the earthquake hit, right? So I'm getting ready to go to Haiti. We were going to check out a site visit to maybe put a kitchen in, in Caballona. And he said, Mom, I want to skip my 13th birthday and go with you and the Skip One team to Haiti. And I'm like, oh, honey, that's so sweet. I love your heart. But no, you're never going with Haiti. You bite your nails. I'm going into AIDS-infected areas. Your sores are open. The blood's going to get in. You're going to get AIDS. You're going to die. And I didn't say that part to him. But I said, oh, honey, that's sweet. But you know what? Our team is really small. And he's like, well, Mom, shouldn't you pray about it and talk to Dad? Don't you love when your kids hit you with your own words? I go, Uh go." I said, oh, I will pray about it. And I will talk to dad. But honey, I'm leading this team and and it's already tight. But, you know, son, maybe when you're done with high school um, for a graduation present or something, I'll take you on one of these trips. And he goes, well, mom, I really feel like I want to skip my 13th birthday. So I, of course, leave Blake. How sweet. I must be being such a good mom. He cares about the poor. I call my husband. I said, listen, when Blake gets home from flag football and you come home from work tonight, he's going to ask you to go to Haiti. I need you on the same page with me. And my husband says, Shalene, are you kidding me right now? If our 13-year-old son wants to go to Haiti with you and skip his birthday to serve the poor, he's going You're killing me, Bryce. You're killing me right now. You get sick. You don't even make it to Africa. And now you're gonna send me (laughs) my son by myself. And he goes, Oh, there's no better person to be with him than you as a mama bear. And he said, and let me tell you something. Those children over there live there every single day, Shimon. And guess what? Their parents aren't even there. And I went, okay, but I could feel in that moment, you had been traveling all over the world, this fear well up in me when my precious child all of a sudden wanted to go to Haiti. Well, he went and it was very life-changing that when he was on the homecoming court in high school, he got his whole senior class at Oaks Christian, his wife's the homecoming queen, he ended up marrying his high school sweetheart, actually sixth grade sweetheart, they got the whole, and I don't know if you know of Oaks Christian High School. Oh yeah, you got Britney Spears kids. You know Will Smith, Mo- Joe Montana, Gretzky. It's a, it's an amazing. It's an amazing school, but there's a lot of you know money there. They skipped their senior float, so when the floats came out on the 50 yard line, it's supposed to be decked out. I mean, they do water slides, pirate ships, and the and the big curtains opened up, and it's all the seniors holding photos of children. In- oh, my gosh. <sighs> oh, my gosh. It's incredible. One kid gets on the mic, who was the best man on my son's way, and he got Ryan Hippler. He said, we all decided as a senior class to skip the float and build a kitchen, and we're hoping that on your way out, you'll skip your change. And they met their goal. They raised over $10,000 at the homecoming. And I, I ended up writing about them in one of my books, In, in Ridiculous Faith. It's called Senior Skip. That's the chapter. But when you train up a child the way they should go by modeling, them, when they are older, they won't depart from it. Because I have never in my entire life met a generous person that was broke. You are no fool who gives what you cannot keep to gain what you cannot lose. Wow. Oh, that's so profound. I love that. Teach your kids to be generous. You have to show them generosity by the way you live your life. Oh my gosh. gosh.
1: So (laughs) this one, I was a mess. (laughs) Like the first half of your story, just because I, I just feel so much on my heart that my story is so much of giving back. And I don't know what that is. I don't know what avenue that is yet, but I know I need to listen to that voice and need to keep praying about it. And just like, trust God's going to like slam it in my face (laughs) and I'm going to go for it. But it's, Hearing your boldness and taking that initiative to like, I need to go to Africa. That is kind. Of, that is so encouraging to other moms and women and just humanity in general, that when we hear those voices and God puts something on our heart that we we have to jump because the impact, the ripple effect of what you've done and accomplished by listening to that is just so remarkable and powerful and just life-changing for so many people and I sound like I'm fluffing your feathers and I'm not I'm just saying (laughs) I hope anybody like has those little voices I know like that's what just made me so emotional I'm like gosh this has been on my heart for so long to do stuff like everything I every true every event we host every every time we're talking about
0: creative you want to bless women yeah always it's something that's a very consistent yeah consistent
1: topic yeah and so i if anyone is listening i just love the waves that you were making it's not even waves you're like tidal waves you're like throwing like butterfly me. effect right It's oh like, my gosh yeah yeah you're very cool we're not going to save the
2: world god's going to do that but we yeah can each person we meet a little better than we met them if that's yeah. you know handing a glove bag to a homeless guy, I mean, here in Los oh Angeles, gosh. yeah, the place. If it's noticing the person, the young mom behind you with her children, I'm so aware of that now. Now that I'm 50 and you know, I've been married 31 years and we have two kids in their 20s, one's married, like no. letting them go in front of you. You don't need to fly to Africa. There are things right here, divine appointments. And I feel like sometimes yes. we miss them because we are so in go mode as moms because we do we're 24 seven mom we're 24 seven mom well speaking of 24
0: seven mom you certainly had a very different kind of life before you founded skip one and i think that you and Corey actually might have crossed paths at one point
3: oh yeah well i i was i was just like of course digging into all things you and so i (laughs) i come from an entertainment industry background And I'm from Atlanta, Georgia, and there was a time when the Cameron family would come to Georgia in the summers. And so I actually was part of the roster of candace's mom's uh, agency for a minute and then i heard you talking about how you interned there yes and i was a kid and i'm like i wonder if we were there at the same time it was like a pilot season and then i came out and i like tested for something and didn't get it and then i went back to georgia and then i didn't actually properly move to la and work in that world for until i graduated college Yes, yes, but you know one of the things that really That's so awesome, not crazy. I I, no,
2: I bet I did though, because I was
3: twenty one
2: when I was interning for her. So you would have been little, and I would pull all the pictures out of the cubbies, and then Barbara and I would drive to Breakdown and have lunch and drop it off in Studio City for the casting directors, you know, and I would take the Sharpie and write at pilot season. Oh, this girl's perfect for this role with Annie or this guy for Scott or something in whatever movie. You might have
3: set up that, uh, like that test for me. You Porter. know what I mean? That I, I did. I bet. Yeah. yeah. And we, actually one of my, one of my friends from childhood is Christine Lakin, who I don't know if, oh. mm-hmm. so she actually, so what had happened is she came and she got step by step and yeah. then Barbara was like, well, we need another Christine because she's already on a show. Yes. And Christine and I were like <laughs> counterparts in our little, like, theater troupe. And so then I sort of did the same thing. But the interesting thing about the path that, you know, didn't land me in L.A. at that time in my life is that I ended up doing this TV show through on TBS back in Georgia where that's based. And it was like this, I mean, it was like a six-person crew, right? It was called Feed Your Mind. And the whole thing was adventure learning and plopping kids somewhere and letting them experience the world outside of a textbook, outside of a classroom. When I was about 16, we started traveling. I remember this voicemail saying, "Um, hey, Corey, we want you to go to Africa in a few weeks. And I was very lucky that I had parents who understood that the value of the education I would get doing that so far exceeded the value of me sitting in a classroom. And I had teachers that felt the same. So I cut chunks out of my textbooks and I went to Africa for a few weeks. And uh, Daisy,
2: you have great parents.
3: <laughs> I do. I do. And I remember I I remember the shift that happened with me mm-hmm. during that time. And I I had this moment that I mean, I just remember thinking these people have nothing and they are the most kind, happy, lovely humans I have ever met in my life. And, content- and I mean and content and that's something that's so hard to find so you nailed it it is so hard to find that I mean we were glamping right we were intense but we had a loo that was its own tent you know and we we weren't like you know four seasons Kenya but we were we were compared to how everyone else was living we were we were in really good shape and we went to Eldoret and we went to this all-girls school where they asked me to speak in front of the class And they their teacher just said, can the girls ask you some questions? I said, of course, expecting them to ask me about, you know, this TV show I was doing or this camera or whatever. And they're like, how do you get to school every day? What do you eat for lunch? It was so eye opening for me, who I feel like I was I was very lower middle class. I I knew what it meant to live hand to mouth, but I didn't know anything. Okay, and then I had to be and. So the teacher asked one of the girls to escort me to the bathroom, which was way in the back with a bunch of like goats. And it was just an outhouse. And I remember opening the door and it was just concrete with a circle. And there was a bunch of, you know, grossness all around. And I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, like, I don't know if I can do this, but I would I stood there long enough to make sure that I would never insult the girl who was standing outside. And I just remember thinking like, wow. And I walked outside and this sweet girl, like I could get so emotional talking about it right now. She said, can you take me home with you? And I remember going, well, maybe let me talk to my producers. Like maybe I could talk to someone. Maybe I could talk to someone. I just remember thinking like, how do I do this? That girl, I remember driving away and seeing these young kids carrying water on their back. And you hadn't seen a village for miles and you didn't see a village for miles. And I remember coming home and like stopping to get a coffee somewhere and someone complaining about the temperature of their coffee. And I almost lost it on him.
2: Yeah, you do. Like
3: we've talked so much about how to instill gratitude in our kids who are very fortunate to live lives that. You know, they can have a billion flavors of water or whatever. And I feel like this and m- me, m- me knowing about you and what you're doing. I mean this when I say like I have a I have a little tiny infant right now, but she's a little bigger. Like I want to go. Yeah, I want to go with you. I want I I have always thought, how can I in some way take that girl home with me?
1: I want to you know, go a, and bring way, all the babies back. Yes. Yeah.
3: And for you that just took that initiative and just really created something so amazing, it is just, I don't even know how to tell you what that means to me to know what you have done mm. for so many kids. So anyway, I feel like that changed me and I wish every kid could have that experience, but I'm so inspired by what you were doing.
2: Well, you're inspiring. I mean, that's so inspiring. And it doesn't need to be Africa is what I'm saying. There's things right where you live in your TMZ in your 30 mile zone that you could be doing today with your children to show compassion towards somebody who's either a paycheck away from being homeless oh my gosh. or they've had something happen to them that, you know, completely changed the trajectory of their lives and by us loving people well, we don't do that. Well, sometimes, you know, I'll find myself sometimes I'll come in the neighborhood. I hit my garage door. I pull into my garage and I close it. And you don't I wave know. to your neighbors. Yeah. Well, i sometimes just kind of pretend like I'm on the phone. Yeah. You know, and it's just it, when, when you love people, well, as we talk about on my splash podcast, you splash people with love, laughter and encouragement. Mom it, splash. Rehydrates, it rehydrates your soul. And I think we take care of ourselves so well, especially, you know, living in California, people eat well, they, they're in the, they their vitamin D and they want to work out and they have their their trainers and their chefs and their bop bop bop, bop right? And yet nobody's taking care of their soul. And that is so dangerous for us as moms. Yeah. We have to have some serious soul care. For our listeners,
0: tell them where they can find you. Talk about your podcast, your book, all the amazing things that you've done and where they can hear more about your story and follow your journey.
2: Yeah, the easiest way is to go to Shaleenbryan.com and it's S-H-E-L-E-N-E-B-R-Y-A-N.com. And everything's on my website. You can click on skipone.org there. You can listen to the Splash podcast there that I do with Barbara Cameron, who's Kirk Cameron and Candace Cameron's mom. We just hit 100,000 listeners, which was crazy because I don't even follow all that stuff. So that was really neat because I can just, you know, sit in the studio and flash some people and sometimes do some cannonballs on people if, if we need to or a tidal wave. But I'm not worried that any of the moms listening and even the three of you, you guys are exceptional I'm not worried you're going to fail at anything. We are the 1%. My fear is we're going to succeed at something that doesn't matter. Oh, that's my favorite shilling quote of all time. Oh my gosh. And that's what gets me going every day, girls.
1: Right after Thanksgiving, my mom and I, we were in Indiana. My husband was at a work conference and we went to a couple local Walmarts and grocery stores. And I, every year I take I don't tie that my church. I take that cash and I go out in the public. Like I've just always felt passionate about that. My mom is like ties at church every Sunday. (laughs) And, And I had this bag of cash that I'd been like saving. Like just, it's literally an envelope. It was actually an old Ipsy bag that I just put cash in. And I told my mom, I was like, I just feel really called to go and like bless people today. And so we went to different Walmarts and grocery stores And I would just burst out in a Christmas carol in the middle of the aisle and say, finish this line. And then I was handing 20s for every line that they could finish, just having fun with it. And we were doing it initially. I was like, oh, we'll do it and we'll put it on. Hi, my name is mom. And we'll do it just to kind of spread cheer, to like encourage people to give back. And I went up to this one lady who was in an Aldi's parking lot. And I was like, hi, I'm Kayla. I'm with hi. My name is mom. I'm spreading Christmas cheer, singing carols. Um, do you want to play a fun, rewarding game? Like, and she looked at me and she started crying. She's like, I can't be on camera today. And I'm like, that's okay. I'm like, I was like, are you doing okay? And she's like, no, I was in a head on collision last week. She's like, the other guy didn't have insurance. I don't know how I'm going to get through Christmas. And she was like, packing up. She had a little boy and she could barely get him in there because she said she broke her back and like, all these things. And she just like started crying. And I was like, okay, we're not going to get this on camera or anything. And I was like, what do you need? She's like, I need $200 to like keep the lights on this week. And so we handed her $200 and that experience having it with my mom, I have a 20 month old daughter and she was on my hip. Like just seeing that the bond we had from that day, we blessed well over like 10 girls that day, moms that we just met. And I think we videoed like two of them that were just super fun. But the experiences we had in the parking lot with real people, just walking up to them and saying, like, how can we bless you, was one of the most rewarding experiences. And and I, I feel like I've been craving that for so long. I'm like, I need more of this. I need more of that, like... Just. Well, it's one of
3: the reasons we started this podcast, yeah, right? Absolutely. Because we feel, I mean, the moments we've had when we have an episode and so, we did this episode about bullying and we oh. got this note from a mom that brought me to my knees. Oh, I yeah. mean, it's about that human connection it's about yes. seeing other people it's like you said it's not about going to africa and you were giving us such a great reminder of that it's about looking around and opening your eyes and just seeing what's going on around you we talked we we went to this uh baby palooza event thinking oh we're going to teach this funny dance and women yeah. were coming up to us pouring their hearts out about the loss that they had been through and they I, yeah. they and never, felt seen
1: so many people that had miscarriages yeah. and they were like Trying to just have a baby, but they're at this baby. They palooza. really just
0: wanted to talk. To they someone. wanted to talk
1: to someone. They just wanted to talk to Corey and do a fun dance and get their he- head out of like whatever they were going through or talk to Jen because she's got a lot of kids <laughs> or talk to me because I've gone through a lot of losses. Like they just were that wanting that connection so much. We like, can get so self-absorbed in our
3: lives, yeah. right? Because we're busy as moms and it's so easy to just be in your own little bubble. And well, I mean, I'm guilty of that all the time.
0: I know you heard Shalene mention her glove box earlier um, or glove bag, I guess she calls them. Um, and and really what you guys are talking about, it, it really sparks to me. Shalene, do you want to tell them kind of what you do yeah. and, and how you bless people that, yeah, with that cross your path? Point,
2: it was so easy, you guys, for me to see what I saw in Africa and then fly to Peru, Haiti, Guatemala, North India, and help these children. It's so easy for me to have compassion on these kids. But the homeless chick outside of my Trader Joe's pissed me off. I'm like, here's a bike. Go deliver pizzas. You live in the land of opportunity. And God's like, oh, no, Shalene, you're getting it twisted. I need you to love her just the way you love those children there. Because she Whoa. has a story. I'm like, why are you standing there begging for You live in the... Omega would be working three jobs if she was in in America. This is what I was thinking. This was not good for my soul, right? Because I didn't know her story. Yes, there are a percentage of homeless people that are on drugs or on mental. Guess what? There's a percentage of doctors and lawyers that are on drugs and are mental, okay? So, but then there's this percentage that they don't have family. They're not involved in a church. They don't have anybody around. They're one paycheck away from not being in their car if you even have a car. So I went over and I said, hey, I go to Trader Joe's once a week and you're always here and I always ignore you. What's your name? She goes, I've seen you in here. I go, yeah. I said, I need to apologize because you're my neighbor. You live in my TMZ in my 30 miles zone here. And I don't know you and I haven't wanted to know you. And so I thought maybe we could walk over to the Starbucks unless you're comfortable getting in my car. Your mom might raised you not to ride, ride with strangers. But if you're comfortable, I'd love to drive you to Starbucks. I want to hear your story. She gets in and I drive her to Starbucks and I hear her story. She actually went to college at the Park college where I went junior college in my, in my area. And, uh, she wanted to be a writer. She wanted to be an artist. And, um, she moved in with a boyfriend. Wasn't a good situation, got pregnant, had a son and he died. Mm-hmm. And she's telling me this. And I thought, I was 100% wrong about this woman. I was dead wrong. And I'm like, money doesn't fix problems, but I want to know what you're passionate about. If money wasn't an issue and homelessness wasn't an issue and the trauma of your son, which I have great psychologists I'd love to get you into. If those issues weren't a problem, what would you want to be doing with your life? And she said, No one's ever asked me what I want to do. I've never even taken the time to think about what my dream is because I'm so busy just trying to survive. Her and I had this beautiful season together. Like I said, it's just helping someone a little bit can, can get them facing a whole new way. It's believing in someone saying, you know, you hear the term all the time, I see you. No, I didn't want to see her. Mm -hmm. I purposely did not want to see her. I actually didn't want to know her story. I felt like you're doing enough, Shalene. What what else do you have to do? I'm in countries all over the world. I'm raising my own kids. I'm trying to love on my husband and be an excellent wife. I want to kill it at that too. I'm glad I'm madly in love with my husband now that I'm an empty nester. Sex is even better and louder. (laughs) I love it. It's so gross. 31 (laughs) years. We love it. Oh, uh, <laughs> that could have been a crap show if I wasn't intentional about first that relationship, then my children, then serving outside of the house. Yes. Who cares if the whole neighborhood thinks I'm great? If my kids don't rise and call me blessed, who cares? Oh, mom's just off in Africa. She gets all these accolades. She goes on Steve Harvey and she writes books and does Ted talks and she speaks all over the country, but we don't have a relationship with her. So you don't understand you're running a fortune 500 company moms right now in your home and your generosity to your children is contagious and they will, they will splash that onto everyone they meet. I am so generous with my children. I am so generous with my husband because rich or poor, blue or green, Africa or America, we all just get 86,400 seconds today.
3: I know moms are listening and going, I do have all that stuff. Like, how do I find the time or the energy with little kids to even like lift my head up and see that girl outside of Trader Joe's? I mean, I know that's I can I can hear it because I can feel it. Um, you know, and it's like I every bone in my body wants to be like, yes. But what does that look like for you on a day to day basis? Just so that anyone listening can go, oh, that's a baby step I can take.
2: And that's what it is. I don't want anyone to get this twisted. This is little steps in a new direction that can get you facing a whole new way. But if you're not making those little steps in your home, you will never see it outside this wall. And I think sometimes because in the home, we don't get the accolades. <laughs> People aren't asking you to write books about it or come on podcasts or, you know, it's not glamorous sometimes, but I'll tell you what, that's the thing I want to be known as the most. High. my name is mom. Of me anything too. I've done in my life at the, at my funeral, I want my kids to say, no, I knew my mom and my mom knew me. And my husband to say, I know my wife and my wife knew me. And guess what? Everybody else. Sorry. <laughs> I can't, you know, but for me, there's something I do because I don't ever want to live in fear, um, in my, let fear, I guess, um, paralyze me like it did. That's why my first book that I wrote was called love, skip, jump, start living the adventure of yes. Right. And I feel like fear paralyzes a lot of moms. And when I speak to big women's groups, I, I do a talk called bold, believe, obey and love, decide and decide decide what you're going to worship today because your kids are going to model that. But I try to do something to answer your question as something little. I try to do something every day that freaks me out, talking to a stranger, walking up like she did and paying for somebody's thing. Um, Asking someone a question that might go, none of your business lady, but I'll feel something on my heart. And it's the person that God puts in my hula hoop space because being an author and speaker, I travel the country all the time. And, um, Why are they that close to me? I don't like people in my hula hoop space, right? And yet there's a divine appointment sitting right next to me. And am I just gonna pass it by? Or am I gonna lean in and listen to their story? And it's very uncomfortable at first, but I probably have 12 or 13 states or I could stay in beautiful homes of people that I've met on airplanes that have come and visited my husband and I here. They've heard me speak when I've been in their state. And I thought, wow, I would have missed out of knowing these amazing people because I was kind of freaked out. i just going to put my beats on and my little hoodie up and fall asleep, you know? So it's It's do something today that freaks you out. Leaders do it scared. And if moms aren't leaders, I don't know who is. Everyone listening that's a mom is a leader. You're leading a whole little Fortune 500 company right under your roof. So lead well. you know, when I first
0: moved out to LA, I mean, I guess it's 20, 22 years ago, my mom and I, and my grandmother embarked on a cross-country road trip from Atlanta to LA. And I was mortified the first, I don't know, three or four days of this 10 10 day journey, because my mother talked to everyone, everyone. And by day four, I noticed that I was doing the same thing and I was talking to people and I was stepping outside of my comfort zone and having conversations with people I never would have started talking to. And I noticed a very distinct shift in the way that I interacted with people that I think has followed me to this day. And I no longer look at my mom and say, come on, we're in Publix, we gotta go, you know, or we're in Walmart, we need to get going. When she stops to talk to someone, there's a very purposeful reason and it could be anyone. And I really try to model that for my kids because I recognize
3: the profound impact that that had on me as a person. So I really can relate. My two big takeaways from this talk are, number one... Let go of the worry and the anxiety. We did a whole episode on postpartum anxiety and that anxiety that follows you as soon as you become a parent. And sometimes I find myself, especially with the past two years in this pandemic, where you're like, you're fearful of the air you're breathing and that trickling down on my kids. And I want my kids to be bold. I want them to jump out of an airplane if they feel so inclined. You know, I want them to travel the world. And how do I expect them to do that if I want to put them in a bubble? And the other thing is just to pay attention whether that's with my own kids making sure that I'm not so immersed in my own stuff that needs to be accomplished in that day or you're at Kroger and somebody's a couple bucks short and you're like can I you know paying attention to what's going on around you rather than just living in your own head all the time which I think we're all we're either living in our heads or living on our devices or you know it's just so easy to slip into those patterns and I mean I know, I hope this is the same for our listeners because I know I'm going to walk away from this night talking to you, Shaleen, going, I am going to let go of that fear and I am going to be paying attention in a way that I want to be and I hope to be.
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because could you imagine if everyone that's listening right now, every mom, we have so much power, women, okay? If mommy ain't happy, nobody's happy. If everyone just took one person today. That's what's so amazing about skip one. I don't need you to even make a donation. I'm saying, can you forego something? Like what you're doing with your tithe. We are the church. You don't have to walk in and pay for the building. Like if I'm a follower of Jesus, I am the church. And by the way, I'm not arrogantly a Christian and I am not religious. I suck and need a savior. That's why I am a Christian. You know what I mean? So don't get it twisted, you know? It's like, let's not get it twisted, but it's, um, it's neat because when you take on that one person, you just reminded me of this woman that I met you guys, I was in Virginia visiting my daughter and I went to her Kroger's. There was a Kroger's there. I like their Kroger's. Mm-hmm. And, um, this woman in front of me was she was probably in her mid to late 80s, and she wanted to get her discount. She had worked for Kroger's for 25 years. The cashier is trying to help her, and she goes, "You need to bring it up on your phone." And she's like, she had the old kind of phone, like she goes, and she was all flustered. She's like, "No, I'm supposed to be getting." She had three orange juices. I'm supposed to be getting 50 cents off of each of those orange juices. And I said, "Okay." So she was getting very upset in a sweet way, though. And I walked up and I said, "Okay." They cannot discriminate against her because she doesn't have a smartphone and doesn't have an app that you want her to download so that she can get her 50 cents. She saw this in the magazine. So we're going to go over. I said, I'm going to get this for you right now. And we're going to get you refunded. And I said, you wait right here. What's your name? She says, my name is Gay. I go, Gay, we're going to handle it. So I then finished my groceries. My husband goes, I'll pay. I take Gay over to the manager, to the manager I said, hello. I said, we need to handle something right now. And the woman's like kind of a little nervous. I said, <laughs> "You know, there's a coupon that you guys have out, probably in that magazine that you have right there on the on the counter, um, that gives fifty cents off the orange juice." And she has three orange juices, and I need to, you to give her back a dollar fifty. And she is not, doesn't have an app. And if you don't want a huge, which I hope you guys don't, lawsuit against Kroger's, this is this is going to be called Gaggers in a minute. <laughs> um, you cannot discriminate against somebody. Um, I happen to sleep with a lawyer um, who doesn't have a smartphone and doesn't want to download an app and doesn't even understand what that means. And she's like, "Oh no, absolutely, we don't need you because that's elder abuse. And so we can't, we can't do that." And I'm super nice about it. And the lady's like, "You're right." I go, "Well, thank you, Wendy." So can you give her the money? She gives her the money. I go hand it to her, and gay bursts into tears. And she's like, may I hug you? I said, no, I want to hug you. And um, I give Gay this hug. And she goes, my husband, Marvin. And I go, your husband's name is Marvin? <laughs>
3: <laughs> said, Marvin Gay? I'll oh, never no, forget your names.
2: She goes, he has dementia so badly. And I just am not ready to put him in a home. And I'm trying to get dinner for him. And I'm trying to get the orange juice he likes. And I'm trying to
3: do. And I said, and you're doing it well. And you didn't diminish what that $1. fifty meant to her. That's what I, I love, love about you know, that story. House, watch the little dollars
2: and the big dollars take care of themselves, man. So I take out my little purse of money because I'm like you. I tithe to people on the street all the time. Yeah. You know, God says, don't let the left hand know what the right hand's doing. I'm not going to mm-hmm. walk into the church and write big ch- – no. I want my reward in heaven. You know what I mean? And so I, I, I hand her – I had was a hundred dollar bill. And she almost fell to the, I said, I want you and Marvin to get a really nice dinner. I want you to get a very nice dinner. I said, and she's like, I can't, I can't take that. I said, no, no, you need to learn to receive. Okay, You've been giving your whole life. You served at this market for 25 years. All of a sudden the cashier lady who was checking my husband out, turns her light off. She comes over to the thing and she says, Wendy, She used to work here for 25 years. You also need to credit her back. The 25% she's supposed to get off from her groceries. And you would, I mean, all four of us felt like we all were involved in this moment. Like we're on a, you know, Olympic team together, hugging each other. And I'll probably never see her again. But you know what? It doesn't matter. It was good for my soul. The gift belongs to the giver. And the other stuff, you guys, is meaningless. It's a chasing after
1: the wind.
0: I feel so good after talking to you. I always feel good after talking to you, but tonight, I love you you too. And I feel there's something about you that is so good for my soul and so good for my mom life and so good for me as a wife. I mean, I, I, I just, the, the day that I met you, I, s- I went home and I told Adrian, because we were not married at the time, but we were living together. And I-, I went home and I told Adrian, I was like, I met a woman who has changed my life. And yes, we've worked on TV shows together and we've developed projects together. And like, we've both-
2: let me watch your baby. The first person in California, we're the first
1: person to babysit oh Ava. Oh my gosh. That was so, hey, uh, yes. Oh my gosh. This is, I am so, I got, I got goosebumps. You can attest to goosebumps they do. right now. Speaking of Christine Lakin,
2: step-by-step, Michael Warren, who did step-by-step, Hang with Mr. Cooper, Family Matters, you know, Miller Boy at Warren. They were at Warner Brothers Forever. My husband and I were in their life group when we were young, just having kids. And I'll never forget the coolest thing that I still use to this day, and I'm going to leave with this, is he gave all of us young couples that were just having babies a three by five card at the life group meeting on Sunday night. And I'm like, what is this? And he goes, if you were never gonna see your kids again, Shaleen, what would you want them to know? And it needs to fit on this card. And I'm like, can I use both sides? I'm like crying, emotional, I'm so like postpartum. He goes, yes, you can use both sides, but I don't want you to discuss it with your husband. I want you two and all you other, you know, married couples in here to go home because we only met every other week and come back with your three by five card. So we go back to his beautiful home in you know, Westlake village and there's Kleenex on the table. And he goes, I want you all to read your cards. College isn't on there. That they get a scholarship isn't on there. That they play a musical instrument. That they speak a language. That they own an amp. Like you you just play soccer. Like none of this is on my three by five card. And then being the big producer that he is, he goes, now I need you to cut it down to 25 words. What? And I cannot tell you how many times as a mom, when I'm growing, training my kids up, and, you know, my kids were, you know, exceptional. Like every mom will say their kids are exceptional. My mm-hmm. daughter gets a full ride division one scholarship to play lacrosse. My son gets a full ride scholarship. He's in law school. My do- Like all the accolades you can imagine. But if I were to look at my three by five card, none of that's on there. And I would have moments when I'd feel like I was just losing it as a mom. And I would go in my little nightstand, and open the drawer, and I'd read the three, three by five card. Shalene, focus. What do you really want Blake to know? What do you really want Brooke to know? Well, when I was writing my son's senior letter in in 2015, I pulled the three by five card out and I was making notes in a senior letter that I was going to give him when he went to camp with his school. And I left it out on my nightstand. (laughs) I'm going to get totally choked up. And my son came into the bedroom and I was blowing my hair dry. And he's like, what's this? And he starts to read it. And I told him the story that I just told you about Michael and Rita Warren, and then challenging us when I was a young mom to write what I'd really want you to know if I was never going to see you again. And so I was putting some of that in your letter. So he's reading it, you know, he's looking at it and it's, it's old. Like this thing has tears on it. It's been, it's been loved on. And my son looks at me and he goes, mom, you and dad have done everything on the three by five card for my life. And I went, you're my son. favorite kid and I just know <laughs> I just went, son you have no idea of anything you could ever say to me because it's easy to lose focus when the other girl gets the position or she didn't win class president or he took the spot or they didn't get into the the you know school that they you were a lottery into or you and God's like no 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 I don't know what are you really Shaleen if you were never going to see your kids again, because life is a vapor. Hello, Kobe Bryant. Hello, Bob Saget. I mean, these are people I know. My son did a commercial with him. My, Bob was, you know, Candace's dad. Candace is the godmother of my son. I was in Candace's wedding. I see Bob every week on the Senate house. Life is a vapor. We're all just exiting here. So as moms, we need to be so intentional with this time because it goes by so fast. And I now am living that, that that season of my life, my favorite season went by so fast. And then what I'm realizing is because I was intentional, I actually have some pretty cool adult kids now that are fun to hang out with. And, you know, they're, they're cool to come around and they're not, you know, annoying
3: <laughs> you know, this is great for me to hear because oh. I've been quarantined with my three kids. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> this is a yes. great reminder. I'm just, you know, I have my wine and <laughs> that's right. <Have>
0: your <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> oh. <It's>, well, <laughs> Shaleen, so we, we are going to figure out a way this year in some capacity to partner with Skip One and make a right. really meaningful impact across both of our brands. That's Let's our, set up. That's Can we fill bags do. at our next event? Can we, you know, I don't know if you know, we did this in my neighborhood. Chalene sent us some Skip One bags and we've got all the kids together and they put together amazing bags for the homeless in Hermitage in East Nashville.
2: The pictures of your children's faces. Just zoom in on that. It's watering them. Right. Let's do it. God made us to want to do that, to love each other well, right? Well, we're
0: having a big Valentine soiree (laughs) and uh, it's, it's, we didn't realize as moms that you know, WIC and EBT do not cover diapers, diapers. and formula. So yeah. we're doing a massive diaper drive here yeah. in Nashville.
3: February 1st through the 14th, we're doing a virtual diaper drive on the national level, benefiting the National Diaper Bank, and on a local level, benefiting their affiliate Nashville Diaper Connection. And so price of admission to the party is a pack of diapers. I'm <laughs> not
0: this has been such a wonderful. wonderful evening. Thank you so much for joining us. I love
2: what you guys are doing. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Crushing it. Just keep showing up because, you know, people are affected. They they need an outlet, a place where they can feel like, okay, I'm normal. I think the same thing, or I do the same thing. It's like, we're all in this together and we need to encourage each other and um, not shame anybody.
1: This might've been the only episode I could have done today. (laughs) I know. Yeah. (laughs) I was having such a day. Well, we will have you back for sure.
2: Thank you so much. Guys, so glad to see you again and to see you, my little uh, actress. (laughs) That is so funny because um, Jonathan caught two, Jen knows. He started a thing at Barbara's called the gravy train. And we had Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Christine Lakin, uh, Daniel Fishel, Candace, uh, Tatiana Ali, and I would travel with them. Oh my to these gosh. Kids' fairs for these affiliate stations. And so I would take Christine, I would fly with, oh, and, and Jessica Beale, and yeah, from Seventh Heaven. And we had this team. It's called the Gravy Train. And oh my
3: um, gosh, we would
2: book them at all these. And at the time, I was newly married. My husband was in law school. We had no kids for the first six years. So I would travel. Those with- were your kids. Those were my kids. And I was the cool one in my 20s. So they, they didn't want to be with their mom, so they'd say, Can
3: Shalene take
2: me? And I would go.
3: Oh my gosh, I love theater.
2: it. It was so fun. It was well, I
3: fun. remember doing the little theater company in, in Geor in Georgia and we'd be like, oh, I heard Kurt Cameron is here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> Yeah, for now, <enough>, right? Yeah. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, I, you were awesome and You're and awesome. it's so great to be connected to you. And I really feel like there this does have that ripple effect. And yeah. it will have that ripple effect. And I'm just it was.
1: It's just good for all of our souls. Amen. Thank you guys so much for jumping on with us today and joining the conversation. And don't forget to go to patreon.com/slash. Hi, my name is Mom, so you don't miss out on a gab fest every Wednesday. And we have a diaper drive going on right now. Go to
3: hi.mynameismom.com and click the diaper drive menu to put some diapers on some really cute little baby bums with us. We'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye your name is mom